Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Jollyville Radio on KJVR. I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust, coming to you from the Purple Street Studios in beautiful downtown Jollyville. Today on the program, Kitty Westlake and Aunt Susie walk us through a new recipe, and Amanda Keaton follows the next chapter of Stan in the Missing Lasagna. On Community Beat, Uncle Asar interviews Dr. Mark Katz to discuss his work using hip-hop as a tool of international diplomacy. We're so glad to have you with us in Jollyville today, and we hope you'll meet us after the show for kolaches at Shaky Girl Coffee. Before we get started with the program, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Sizzling, smooth, electric, announcing the all-new line of luxury ceramic cooktops by the designer Robert Cheerful. Bonjour. Aloha. Ni hao. Guten tag. Jumbo. G'day, mate. Hello! We're Java Language and Travel Agency, here to help make your holiday and language dreams come true. Not sure where to start? Pop in to learn more about our offerings and speak with our knowledgeable staff who have years of travel and language experience. Your next adventure starts with Java. Hello, this is Mark Katz, and you're listening to AJVR Jollyville Radio. Well, howdy, y'all folks at home. This is Kitty Westlake and my friend and boozing buddy, Aunt Susie. Aunt Susie, you want to say hello to folks at home? Hi, folks at home. We are just welcoming you all back to another episode of our old-fashioned cooking show. And just like we promised in the last episode, today we're doing ourselves an apple pie. Because, hey, if you can't make a pie, you really can't say you're cooking. Mm-mm. Good, Kitty. I'm with you all the way there. Everyone loves it. And it goes with almost any meal or occasion, or even stands on its own as an anytime snack. And girly girl, Susie, a pie has a bad rap, you know, for being difficult. There's almost nothing simpler. And you'll see it as we break it down for all the folks at home today. We'll jump right in first with the dough for the crust. That seems to be the bit everyone at home gets scared of the most. Now you folks at home, you just assemble your things. Y'all start with a bowl full of flour and work in a chunk of shortening and a sprinkle of salt. Just a sprinkle, mind you, just enough to wet the taste buds. Oh yes, we never want it too salty. But really shortening, kitty? I always prefer lard, and I use a hunk, let me tell you, not a chunk. Like with so many other things we make in the kitchen, the pig is one of our best friends. Well, Susie, you and I sure are in agreement on pigs. We love them pigs. But some folks, theory, have their reasons for using shortening. 
Yes, lard works too, but you'll need to make sure to add a splash more water though, since the moisture content of the lard is a bit lower than shortening. Good tip for the folks at home, Kitty. After you've worked the lard into about pea-sized bits, use a fork to scramble an egg into your jar of cold water, along with just a tish of white vinegar. Why, yes, Susie girl, that's one of those never-fail cooking secrets to keep your dough from getting too tough. But really, just a dribble is more than enough. You don't want the dough to be so tender that it falls apart as you roll it out. Yep. Pour your water into the flour and lard and knead it just enough to get a uniform consistency. Not too much, though, or you'll need an electric knife to cut your pie. And once you all folks are finished kneading at home, you can wrap the dough in plastic wrap and put it in your old refrigerator for up to a whole week. A whole week? Are we supposed to banter on air till then, Kitty? Well, you know, Aunt Susie, we'd love to, but of course not. We're going to stop here now and pick it up next week. Thanks to all you folks at home for tuning in to the Old Time Cooking Show. Bye-bye, Susie. Bye, Kitty. Hi. It's me, Paul Fredrickson, running for mayor of Jollyville, here to remind you to register to vote in our upcoming election. You can do so at vote.gov, because I believe in doing the right thing. This message was paid for by John Fredrickson, Paul Fredrickson's father. I'm Paul Fredrickson, and I approve this message. Last time on Coffee Filters. All morning, I've been sitting at my desk thinking about that hot, gooey cheese, that sweet tomato sauce, the steam rising up from the pasta. That was my last piece of Kitty Westlake's blue ribbon double sausage Dutch oven lasagna. It meant everything to me. I'm Amanda Keaton. And on this show, we filter the truth and get to the bottom of office mysteries. Join us as we continue to filter the truth about Stan and his missing lasagna. Pour yourself another cup, because this is Coffee Filters on KJVR. Hey, this is Stan. I just wanted to let you know I got home and my lasagna was sitting on the kitchen table. I guess somebody felt bad and broke into my house to give it back to me. At first, I thought what everyone probably is thinking right now, that Stan couldn't admit that he simply forgot the lasagna. But something didn't add up. I decided to visit Stan at his home one hot Tuesday morning. Stan lives in the kind of unsuspecting suburban neighborhood where scandals of this size are unheard of. There's a nice breeze, and occasionally a dog can be heard in the distance. I had originally wanted beige, but the paint store clerk tried to upsell me on a flashy shade of taupe. I settled on earth-tone green instead. We're standing at Stan's front door. The landscaping is sparse, but well-maintained. He brings me into the kitchen, which has an industrial sterile appearance. Sorry for all the mess. 
Stan shows me around his home while we look for clues. All entrances appear secure, and Stan even has a security system which he arms while he is away at work. We ran into Stan's neighbor, Charles, a handsome, athletic man in his early 30s, and asked him if he had seen anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, I talked to Stan that day. He asked me to make sure I moved my trash and recycling bins because they were two feet closer to the mailbox than they should be, and then he quoted a bunch of HOA bylaws. Stan is always like that. I mostly shrug it off. He was rattling on about having his leftovers of some special lasagna for lunch. He was clutching the container close to his body and took it with him when he drove off to work. With Stan's neighbor corroborating that Stan took the lasagna to work, the mystery is far from being solved. The strange thing was that the leftovers on my counter were still cold when I got home, so they couldn't have been sitting there all day while I was at work. And there was a corner of it cut off, which I definitely didn't do. Next week on Coffee Filters. Hey, Amanda. Um, I knew you were looking for something at Stan's place. Well, you know, I, I might have seen some guys in suits walking around. I think one was tall and one was short. Hey, call me. Hi, this is Abby Branker, and I'm here with Alan Kudan. Hello. And we're from the Lunatics Radio Hour podcast. You're listening to Jollyville Radio. Right here on KJVR. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Lazar, turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. I'm rapping today with Dr. Mark Katz, founding director at Next Level a University of North Carolina Chapel Hill-based organization using hip-hop music, dance, and art to foster cross-cultural creative exchange in diverse communities. Dr. Mark Katz, welcome to Community B. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be in Jollyville. Now, Next Level is a U.S. State Department initiative hearkening the jazz ambassadors from the 1950s. Tell us more about that. Uh, yeah, so Next Level is the name of, of the program that uh, I was uh, the founding director of. It's, uh, it's in the lineage of the Jazz Ambassadors program, which is when the State Department sent famous American jazz artists around the world to, um, to promote, really to promote a better image of the U.S. and to, uh, to kind of one-up the Soviet Union during the Cold War. So this was a, a Cold War phenomenon and next level is kind of the hip-hop post 9-11 version of the jazz ambassadors. Let's reverse for a second Dr. Mark. For the non-initiate what is hip-hop or hip-hop culture? Well that's uh, that's not something I could say in you know 30 seconds but very briefly it's it's a it's a culture just as you say. Typically, people think of it or speak of it in terms of different elements of hip-hop. So within hip-hop culture, talk about uh, the art of the MC or rapping, DJ or disc jockey. Uh, You have um, graffiti art, also known as writing. Um, uh, There are a number of other elements. Sometimes people bring in like knowledge and fashion, but it's it's an art and culture that has its roots in African-American and African diasporic practices, uh, though it is now um, multiracial and global. Now your literature speaks of something called 
promoting conflict transformation. That sounds powerful. So one of the things that we try to do is promote what we call conflict transformation, which is different from conflict resolution, which is a more specific uh, type of action where you're trying to get in the middle of uh, some beef or conflict and, and resolve that particular one. Conflict transformation is a broader idea where it's about transforming the conflict that could be within yourself, within your community, between you and another individual and so on. Um, through art and through positive self-expression. So it's, uh, it's a very broad tool that we could all use. It's not just about going in somewhere and trying to break up a fight. It's about um, using art as a way to just to make the world a more peaceful, um, cooperative place. And the reason why hip-hop fits into this is that hip-hop basically is a manifestation of transformed conflict. Um, in terms of its history. Its history is, is, uh, arose around young people in uh, underserved, oppressed communities who were trying to make a better life, uh, better lives for themselves. And they did that through art, through rapping, through dancing, through painting, through poetry, through fashion. And so hip-hop is actually a perfect way of of achieving conflict transformation. Dr. Mark, how does an artist become a part of Next Level? So we have an open call for applications and actually we are um, going to put out a call in uh, sometime in September. So um, if people are interested, they could go to the Next Level website, which is uh, nextlevel-usa.org. Um, where you could just Google next level um, State Department um, or next level um, hip hop. And um, we've been to more than 30 countries since 2014, been to six continents. Um, you know, most recently we were in Bolivia and that unfortunately got uh, cut in half because of uh, the pandemic. But um, coming up in this next cycle, we're supposed to go to Nepal um, to Haiti, to Ukraine, and several other countries. Dr. Mark Katz, it's been real having you with us today, and we wish you the best of the best, man. Well, it was great talking to you, and good luck with all your work. This has been Jollyville Community V with Uncle Lassar, and dig this. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. Creative team that wrote and recorded Jollyville Radio include Uncle Asara Cableline, Emily Antonek, Lizzie Brister, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Richard Dayries, Brian Green, Susanna Kay, Pilar Kepperda, Robert Leary, Zachary Markheiser, Brian Routson, Thomas Schlitt, Monsi Santian, and Kay Wise. If you'd like to support Jollyville Radio, and we hope you will, please help us get the word out. Tell a friend, post on social media, or leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also find us on the web at jollyvilleradio.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Jollyville Radio. Jollyville Radio is directed by Michael Croso with lead editing provided by Dr. Monsi Santian and social media help from Amy Costa. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing.
Jollyville Radio is a production of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. For KJVR in Jollyville, I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Hi, my name is Abby Branker from the Lunatics Radio Hour podcast. And my name is Michael Crosa, director of Jollyville Radio. We're teaming up to bring you a very scary special treat this Halloween. It's a story called Hello Listener, You're on the Air. And it's about a radio host in Malakoff, one of the towns next to Jollyville. We're very excited about this because it's going to be so different than anything we've ever done on Jollyville Radio before. Hello Listener, You're on the Air, a collaboration of Jollyville Radio and the Lunatics Project, coming Halloween 2020. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.